0: It is time to tune up the band and reach for the scarf. For it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag podcast. I am Sam, alongside Ridden and Dan, as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. Hello there, chaps. How are you today on this glorious of days hmm. where it is my partner's birthday? <laughs> it's,
1: it's... It is uh, a very good day. B. Be... That's fine. It's <laughs> fine. We vibe. We vibe. We, vibe we Make it. things work. We vibe indeed.
0: It's been a it's been a busy old week. Just trying to get some projects done down. Um, Damn hopefully right can get is. hopefully stuff done by the end of uh, well, the week when this goes out. Anyway, hopefully it'll be I mean, done. That's the enough. aim,
1: really. But I mean, <clears throat> coasting. Bold, for bold of me to say anything about finishing projects off. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, it feels weird considering just how fast May has seen... Well, not May, but well, well the past couple of months, I should say, have gone by. Uh, especially with trying to get stuff done here, there, and everywhere. On top of the podcast, it feels like... I, I, I refuse to believe that we're nearly at June. That we're six months deep already into this year.
1: Yeah, I'm like... I have to start doing stuff soon. I'm like... It is. It
0: is. Apart <laughs> from that, though, how have you chaps been? You've been doing good? Been all right. It's actually been
2: okay. Good. Down, but everything seems to be leveling
0: out. Good. Yeah, I'm pretty glad much to glad to hear it, fellas. It's always good. It's always lovely to hear your voices. It's always good to be here with you two chaps doing this silly little thing that we've been doing now for 100 and 40 episodes.
1: Terrifying, isn't it? Terrifying.
0: Episode 140. <clears throat> give ourselves a Barry Horowitz pat on the back for that one. Hell yeah. <laughs> but also, holy crap, we've been doing this for... A... We've been doing this for an incredibly long time, fellas. <laughs> an incredibly long time. But I digress. Yes, we give you this episode. Thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms.
2: You know, guys, today is an auspicious occasion. The day, time of this recording, for a nation that we are always pending and all, that will last longer whatsoever. <laughs> and I... that's all i'll say about
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's all i got to say about that <laughs> exactly okay mr austin now uh before we get on to our episode all about the briscoe brothers it is time to visit dan for this
1: week's wrestling news dun, 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 dun. wrestling news
0: some some fairly decent news. Well, it's more positive. I feel like it's been quite well, a positive week, news wise. I
1: think we should start talking about quite possibly the history, and that is AEW's All In. Hell this yeah. is this is crazy. There's absolute, there absolutely nothing else happening right now which would enter the history books. I promise.
0: Ain't it nuts? As of this recording, ticket sales. Have hit 60,000.
1: And uh, what I'd like to do talking about this is uh, to share some of the fantastic conspiracy theories that have been posted by uh, (laughs) a certain (laughs) certain section of Twitter. Oh, Um, God. So uh, we have at least half of these are scalpers, (laughs) 50,000 tickets being bought for resale. I did. I know Ticketmaster's not great, but I think um, my person, one of my personal favourites, um, Tony Khan has bought. No, that is a real thing that a person has said.
0: Man, if I had enough money to do that, I wouldn't be. St- I wouldn't be buying. I wouldn't be buying um, up tickets. Would
1: you? And 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 then my my personal favourite. Um, The ticket numbers are being inflated who are hate buying. People people who are from getting seats? People are hate buying. (laughs) So it's like people are buying tickets to hold on to the ticket so other people can't get them to see the show. (laughs) What? (laughs) So like I I assume it works on like I'm gonna own the AEW fans, but I can't get a ticket to an AEW show.
0: There's a part of me that's like, isn't that just I just like well surely you would put your money towards something more useful, you know, rather than buying it out of this spite. Potentially, you know, buying tickets for money in the bank. Like
1: or... like, like I, I, I will specify that obvious obviously these are conspiracies. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, I love the effort that, that went into that went into thinking about that. That some that, that enough people would would be out there to buy tickets to take tickets away from other people.
0: I don't like AEW fans putting chemicals in the water that turn the like, freaking frogs gay.
1: <laughs> they're turning the wrestling gay.
0: <laughs> they're turning the wrestling gay.
1: <laughs> but but my favorite part about all of this is that like 90% of the people that I see sharing these are like. Forty-year-olds with children. I think people. No,
0: you know what? I've said it many a time. I've said it many a time. I'll repeat myself, even if it gets me in a little bit of trouble. People need to get, take get up, take up a hobby.
1: <laughs> like, like people, bro, people need to go out ki- You have kids. Yes, do something r- else productive with your time. Why are you complaining about wrestling and assuming there's some grand wrestling conspiracy being operated by Tony Khan? <laughs>
0: For me, if there was a grand wider wrestling conspiracy, I would have thought it would have been Herb Abrams that would have been the one <laughs> doing it, not to Tony fair, Khan. To be
1: fair, they are the kind of people that compare Tony Khan to Herb Abrams, which is which is a sentence. But um <laughs> which by
0: the way, we yeah, need to do an episode then, of the then, UWF. That's for that. Oh, sure. we can. Um uh
1: this then extends out into um <clears throat> that guy uh, from who's apparently attached to like ESPN, who was like, Oh, they've only been cleared for to sell, f- they've only been cleared for 40,000 seats. Um, of which I think, I, I don't think this guy knows how a pre sale works.
0: Yeah, to which they they also, because he said it's like, uh, Oh man, they, they'll never they experience saw- the atmosphere of a Tyson Fury uh, Wilder boxing match that sold 90,000. To which I was like, Dude, you do realize they are on pre sale,
1: right? <laughs> well, like, like he did, he did that when the when the sales hit thirty five k. So, like, obviously, like, yeah, okay, thirty five k tickets sold is like in the grand scheme of Wembley, like just over a third. Yes, <clears throat> obviously, by that point, it was like, it was, like the first two pre sales had happened, mm. <clears throat> which <laughs> were the 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 the, the shop AEW VIP <clears throat> and the ticket from them and the ticket master VIP. And then after that was the O2 Priority one, and then there was something else. Yes. <clears throat> but, like, <clears throat> to go through all that effort and just say something that's just so... un easily verifiably wrong
0: although tony khan didn't help himself by re- like quote treating no, it no, with, no. it was starting with lies in <laughs> <and> capital letters
1: <clears throat> yeah but that's because as we all know tony khan is a forum poster through and through <laughs> do it again do like, it again like, I, I, had, I had a conversation with some of my friends like this where they're like this is such unprofessional behavior and i was like nah that's a fucking poster right there <laughs>
0: i'm <laughs> damn, serious damn. i'm not gonna stand for this fucking bullshit <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, this man, this man is a poster through and yeah. through. Do you think he was yeah, on yeah. the CZW that's the, that's forums? At the, the R... <laughs> one billion percent. Yeah. yeah, that 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 tweet reply can only come from someone who spent a certain amount of time in niche forums. Yeah, you are like, right. The formatting is perfect. The choice of words is perfect.
0: <laughs> but needs, yeah, needs anyway, more <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, thirty-five k pre-sale we're at C- we're at- we past 60k now past 60k yesterday obviously tickets are still on sale so there's still mm. probably some to be done we're not happening till the end of august so yeah we've plenty plenty of time
0: it was an interesting <clears throat> question that was posed to me um from prince of strong shout out to that guy huge awesome member of the community he was he was genuinely curious as to like why is it that the tickets are getting selling so fast and
1: at such because a huge number? Because we never get US companies over here. That's the yeah. thing.
0: Was it like was it is That's it simple. is it the fact that it's AEW? Is it the fact that it's at Wembley? Is it a combination of the roster? I said it's all of the above plus the fact that Europe seldom rarely gets these stadium wrestling shows
1: because like obviously WWE's been reluctant to do anything. Now we're getting well, we are getting money in the bank at the O2. <clears throat> at the O2. Um which is still good like. Mm. But, like we very rarely get shows in the first place. And when we do get shows we get like Clash at the Castle which is like a glorified B show. Yes. Yes. Or like all like all like we would get Insurrection or Rebellion. And it was kind of like yeah okay we're doing we're doing this for the sake of it. and like obviously you get wwe tapings and stuff but it would be like you know
0: the general arenas of, of, yeah, of, like, your, gen- usual, of general your usual general arenas
1: stars. and they probably like at least like well the last one i went to which shows how long ago it was like they pre-tape nxt beforehand <laughs> and like your, your wwe superstars and stuff like that mm. they probably do main event now and stuff like that exactly um, so the fact so that we have... get
0: this something that always is such almost like a like a given um, to, to to America, they get these big shows at the much larger arenas <laughs> and stadium shows. That, that's the reason why this it's selling so fast. It's because we don't get this, and we don't get this often in this country. And when we do, not just us, but I think a huge majority of Europe w- w- clamors to buy these, buy tickets, and come to the shows as well.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's 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 the thing, though. Like, we're actually getting a, we're actually getting a show. That has meaning <laughs> exactly <laughs> held, yeah. held held in our held held over here. Do
0: you think do and you think awesome. WWE might be kicking themselves a tiny bit for not putting a show up I'm Wembley since sure, 1992?
1: I'm sure they, I'm sure they are, <laughs> sure they
0: are because, of the seeing like... <laughs> yeah
2: i don't, don't know why you. though it's not like like <laughs> well like,
1: the, thing because... the thing they've always gone on about is like oh doing a pay-per-view over, doing like a big pay-per-view overseas would just cost too much money i'm like you are the market leader and
0: yeah. you can easily make your money back from ticket sales alone
1: yeah <laughs> like
0: come on come on guys <laughs> at this point i think it's just sheer stubbornness on the wwe's part uh or, or, or not not the company as a whole but the board of directors the movers and shakers the people who make the decisions <laughs> to put shows at certain certain parts of the world and certain stadiums i'd say i mean that's
1: that's the whole that's the whole capitalism thing in it ex- exactly exactly yep. but that line has to go up
0: this isn't us dunking on them uh, no. For me, for me, this is so good for professional wrestling as a whole <laughs> and for wrestling fans in this country is that we are getting this and it's yeah. selling so freaking <clears throat> well. I, I can't mean, I wait hope, for I hope, it. I hope,
1: I hope this is the start of stuff like, if AEW will make this more of a thing, doing pay-per-views abroad. Yeah, because like it's really good that we're getting it, but like hell, there's big wrestling market. There's like wrestling markets for like Germany and like France. Fucking get a show over there.
0: I'd, I, man, I'd love to see a stadium show in Germany.
1: Like that would be awesome. So hopefully this is the start of some more stuff. And obviously it's the stuff like <clears throat> the possibility of AEW doing a pay per view from Japan.
0: There you go, Toki- a Tokyo Dome show. Oh, the yeah, MCG.
1: I mean, like you have these markets that you can you can make use of. So there you go. You might as well do it.
0: AEW All In Barcelona at the at the new Camp.
1: Dude, that would be that that would be awesome. That people would were actually. Sitting, people on, who on were a, sitting at the top would see the clouds before they could see the. Rain, exactly.
0: But... On a visual level, that would be actually a really good show to see if they would ever put a wrestling show on at the new Camp.
1: Dude. AEW live from the Maracana.
0: See, Ibrox in Scotland. I like. I know that sounds silly, but like, as, uh, uh, put a well, show in a, a
1: stadium. Because, show because in wrestling, Scotland. Wrestling, wrestling in Scotland's always been done at the SSE Hydro, which is you know a. All the Barrel
0: lads. <laughs>
1: oh, <yeah. laughs> AEW live from Hampden Park.
0: See, see, need more of I this wrestling, just I can't in general.
1: I can't remember what the audience, uh Oh, AEW live from La Bombonera. <laughs> again, people at the top would see clouds before they could see the ring, but don't yeah. worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, talking of doing um, wrestling shows, not in, well, I was going to say not in your home territory, but then again, I feel like I have a better, I apparently have a better understanding of how the US territory system works than most people in the US. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we had SmackDown. Uh, live from Puerto Rico in, in uh, preparation for Backlash, which is coming up soon. Yes, coming uh, obviously...
0: up this weekend. Oh, it's, well, as of this recording, it will be uh, last weekend. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but um, obviously, show in Puerto Rico with Bad Bunny, massive pop, uh, seemed to confuse some wrestling friends. I'd like to remind people he's from Puerto Rico. Probably why. Yes, it, it does. that
0: does help, doesn't it? Just a tiny bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no it, um obviously things are building up for the pay-per-view i will be here and say i have no idea what's going on besides from bad bunny being involved with the lw the revived lwo Sorry, i'm really sure it's lasted longer than the original by this point it, but... oh, oh it absolutely has i'd <laughs>
0: say <laughs> um so in terms of that it's a san juan street fight as bad bunny takes on uh damian priest Either way, they're getting a hometown hero winning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we have both wrestlers be from Puerto Rico, so we play both sides. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar as well. I imagine that's probably yeah. going to be the main event.
1: Is that for that weird world? He- oh no, no, that weird world heavyweight championship has a tournament coming up. Yes, it. It. it's
0: going to be a triple threat tournament with two of those ma- with two of them <clears throat> taking place. Uh, on Raw and Smackdown, respectively. The winners of both go on to Night of Champions to fight for the World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Boys, I think they strapped the rocket on Roman. He needs the win. I reckon they should
0: strap the rocket on Roman.
1: (laughs) I'm very, like, a triple threat tournament is
2: interesting. Yeah. Uh, Like, not even a bad interesting or a good interesting, just a... It's almost like a, they can do
0: that.
1: Apparently they can. <laughs> uh, this is a joke that will, um, I'm fairly sure will only resonate with Sam. But um, you know from that old Kadakhurst video? The, hmm, interesting.
0: <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> Shout out to Kadakhurst.
1: What guy? Love him. Great um, YouTube channel.
0: Yes, great YouTube <laughs> channel. Um, so yeah, it's looking. It's 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 looking weird. My money's probably on Seth Finn at Night of Champions. I don't think I think they're going to still keep Cody going towards Roman. The smart option would be that, but then again, if Cody's in this and he goes to the finals, then you know full well it's a consolation prize title and that's so uh ah, it's so bad to say that, but it feels like it's a consolation title.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: That's... It is a thing, it... certainly.
0: Indeed, indeed. Seth Rollins versus Omos. It's the only other I match mean, I'm probably just... looking forward to.
1: <laughs> that I mean, that's just that's just a match we all want. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, and a match Seth didn't know he was getting until we saw her on Twitter. Hello, Omos sapiens. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: my God. <laughs> it's the way things are meant to be. Exactly. Yep,
0: yep. So... It's an interest it's coming off of wrestlemania with such a lot of uncertainty the endeavor deal happening the world heavyweight championship coming uh being uh revived back it's a weird time for wwe this is the first of course first pay-per-view after all of this is said and done so it's not to say you feel positive i feel weird because it's like it's not like a it's not to say that a lot's riding on this, but there are certain things that they need to make right or to do right at this event in order to kind of go forward a little bit more less um, unstable. A little because because if they if they mess this up, it's going to be a bit of a rocky road for them to get back on. If you ask me, yeah, makes sense. Does that make sense? My rambling. There? Oh, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah, oh, that absolutely that makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see if there's meddling from Vince. Um, we'll see if there's uh, any meddling from Endeavor. Uh, <laughs> either way, we'll see. It's one of those, it's, it is one of these pay-per-views where I was like, I'm not I'm not hyped up to see it, but we'll see what happens up at, at the end when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. Either way, they're going to get a huge pop because Bad Bunny's wrestling once more. So when are yeah. we getting Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul? <laughs> oh
1: God. Uh, At some point probably, but probably. like, I kind of don't want it, but I do but I don't, but I do I,
2: I, I don't want it, but <clears throat> it will probably happen and so, it will be regrettably pretty good.
0: More to the point when are we getting Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul versus Stephen Amell versus Floyd Mayweather in a fatal four-way for who is the all-time greatest celebrity wrestler? <laughs>
1: the that i might watch <laughs> See, that sounds like dumb shit that i would love
0: with drew carey as the special guest referee no no <laughs> oh man all right lawrence taylor then as Hell the special yeah, guest LT. referee
1: <laughs> like he's like oh i could Featuring wrestle special special guest referee jenna Moreska.
0: no don't you dare
1: <laughs> minus five stars <laughs>
0: uh that I, I i guess i owe brian Alvarez a pound now don't i <laughs> probably yeah. so uh in terms of that apart from that is there anything else in the news that you want to talk about fellas apart from of course if you, in t- terms of aew stuff <laughs> we've got we've now it's been confirmed that we've got the fatal four-way the four pillars fatal four-way for the aew championship yeah i hate that yeah it's, it's what it is i i i, I could see it coming the from problem, a mile the off problem,
1: it sounds dumb but when when they made it official it became contrived it, just a wee bit like when it was when it was just people saying stuff i didn't even mind it mostly because people were saying stuff to be stupid um but now we're actually here and we're having a four pillars fatal four-way match i'm just like this is
0: no, <laughs> it's certainly something. I like the fact that the House of Black have also now kind of been doing uh, issuing open challenges to any free people that they uh, any free I people that would like be that a trio I team. also like
1: that they're calling it house rules.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. The firm deletion. <laughs> was, I haven't got to that yet, but which, I do want to watch it. Which was absolutely something. Um, it's not the best deletion match by far. It is really not, but it is something that was uh, um, um, something that was thoroughly enjoyable. I can't lie. I can't lie. But next week, we are going to get an AEW International Championship match. As Orange Cassidy faces off against Daniel Garcia, that match is going to fuck.
1: (laughs) Yes, it will. (laughs)
0: But yeah, it's been an it's been an interesting, it's been a weirdly interesting week for AEW, <laughs> considering that apparently yeah. this week's episode was also the lowest viewership of this year. Uh, th- again, don't read into that because it's not because most because here's the thing, everybody, every wrestling promotion, whether major or independent, always has off weeks, always yeah. do. I mean, I feel like WWE has been in an off week since 2001, but we don't talk about that do. we?
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean that's that's all kind of that's been going on in the world with Aew.. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, anything else? Nope, I think that's us done with the news.
0: Lovely, lovely stuff. Let's head on over to recommendation corner. Readden. what have you got for us this week?
1: Guys,
2: how do you feel about the Guardians of the Galaxy?
0: Fantastic! My favorite superhero group in Marvel comics, and so happens that I was am fairly happy with the movie adaptations.
2: Oh well, then you Sam are in luck because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is officially out and is great. It's really good. Like, it is a beautiful dark grand finale to that weird corner of the MCU. And <laughs> what kind of struck me is that with the Guardians of the Galaxy now kind of, like, with, like, bowing out, this is... That's it for, like, the first set of the MCU characters, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It- Gosh, no I didn't I, think of it
0: that way.
2: Yeah, I didn't think of it either, but only when I was just looking at the reception I was kind of like, yeah, that's it. That that's that is it. All of the rest of it has kind of like people have either gone or died or whatever, but that's that's it, guys. Damn. It, it is an end of an era, but it ends up fantastically. James Gunn ends off his little his little story really well. A uh, word of warning, it is dark, like and I will put on like a little like content warning for if you if you like animals, it's gonna be rough. I'm sorry, but it is. Mm-hmm. It is really good. The, the the high evolutionary is just a mean. But you know how that there's a lot of discourse over like, of, like like what happened to like just the really bad guys, like mm-hmm. just just the despicable villains. Well, they're back, and Jesus. <laughs> it's he's rough man and really well acted it's really good performance but yeah everyone gets good performances it's a great send-off and almost made me cry so i recommend seeing volume three
0: nice nice does will poulter do a good adam warlock that's the question for me
2: yes but if you're thinking that you're going to get regular adam warlock no you're not you're not. you're just not you're just like but, and but like you never were uh, <laughs> because adam because comic adam warlock is a mess i'm sorry he is an op is. mess <laughs> absolute mess
0: <laughs> oh no i look forward to watching it i really do really am looking forward to seeing that anyway shall we get on with the main portion of the episode fellas lovely let's go it is time to in a weird timing of events because actually i say weird timing i actually kind of deliberately timed this in time of their uh of the anniversary of their debut 23 years ago we are going to be chronicling the life and career of jay and mark briscoe so fellas first question how familiar are you with the briscoe brothers
2: not at all. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say it and so people can hate me.
0: Let's <laughs> go.
1: I'm not like... I'm not super deep on them, but like, I I it sounds dumb when I say it. I'm not super deep on them, but I've kind of just like followed their entire career.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy that I have followed <clears throat> their whole career since they made their debut in Ring of Honor in 2002 and I've kind of kind of as I've grown up I've kind of watched them uh, like adapt and evolve into the tag team uh the legendary tag team that they would be- uh, become so it's uh it's I'm, I'm very glad to talk about the them too as well of course considering um everything that happened as well with jay as well yeah god rest him um I'm very happy I'm very hyped to talk about these two so As always, always with these retrospectives, let us start at the beginning. That joke will never get old. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So, the Pew Brothers, Jamin and Mark, both born in 1984 and 1985 respectively, born and grew up in Laurel, Delaware. We're talking rural America, (laughs) fellas. Now
1: I'm gonna yeah, say no, this: I Have either have either of you two been to Delaware? <laughs> I
2: I, have a, I will answer your question with another question: Why would I go to Delaware?
1: Because let me just tell you a little story. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh When no. I went to when I went to the US um, and I stayed around like the broadly the Northeast, right, like New York, Pennsylvania, that kind of area. Yeah. Um, I went to the state of Delaware. <laughs> and didn't realize i'd been to the state of delaware <laughs> <laughs> we drove we drove through a section of delaware um i believe to get to new jersey mm. um i had no idea it it wasn't well. until it wasn't until i saw the sign saying you are leaving the state of delaware welcome to new jersey <laughs> uh, that i realized we had driven through there well there you go
0: <laughs> so you certainly didn't hear any sort of um any sort of guitar sting uh to, to inform <laughs> you that you were in Delaware? Uh
1: no I did not. No
0: deliverance. Ding 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 No.
1: Nope. <laughs> I unfortunately did not come across the town of uh, Sandy Fork, Delaware.
0: Shame. Shame.
1: <laughs> so An historic place. Historic, historic
0: town. Historic historic chicken farm town in Sussex County, Delaware. Any, anyway. As always, it seems to be kind of a very recurring theme for wrestlers in America. Young years in their formative years in high school, both were received honorable mention all-state honors during their junior and senior years for football. Jay was a fullback and a linebacker and Mark was a tight end as well as a linebacker. Both of these guys, if you've ever seen teen- if you've ever seen teenage photos of the Briscoes in their football career, yeah, they 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 were a pretty pretty intimidating looking uh, like teenagers you especially it's, especially it's, it's jay though,
1: because i just don't associate them with that
0: no exactly exactly accomplished football uh, like football players in during their time um interesting but no there, there are a couple of pictures of the uh, 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 about and even as, as i said even as a teenager jay looked quite intimidating i swear it's something in the eyes it's something it's, in jay's it's, eyes it's a
1: special structure
0: <laughs> exactly exactly so at both point at one point both were signed to play for the delaware um high school or oh, sorry university wesley college and uh, the fact that uh, they were both signed but um both ended up taking up wrestling <laughs> and so both dropped out of that scholar sort what of scholarship age. This was uh well s- s- what eighteen and seventeen respectively.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Cause I just I just don't picture them being football players.
0: <laughs> it really it's it's really crazy, especially when you consider how they got into the wrestling business and their love for it. So at that time, as kids and teenagers, like we all were, we were absolutely hooked on wrestling and they became incredibly interested in their youth by watching WWF programming on one of the only two channels that their television could receive over there in Delaware. <laughs> originally as we all did and, 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 and uh, proved me wrong if no one who was a wrestling fan has done this as we all did we wanted to mimic and copy the moves even though we weren't supposed to on a trampoline
1: don't try this at home kids <laughs> unless you Which have a trampoline almost, It's like <laughs> don't, it, uh, don't, don't try, try this some... at home kids meanwhile i'm trying to swanton off a shed onto my mate on a trampoline
2: don't try this at home kids unless you want to be cool
0: exactly don't,
1: So don't try don't try this at home she tries to copy a suplex
0: <laughs> so both of these guys would evin- of course on the trampoline would eventually convince their dad uh, to build themselves a makeshift wrestling ring in their backyard in sandy fork delaware on the right on the chicken farm and so that was their sort of jungle gym their swing set in the back garden was the wrestling ring and they would both mimic and recreate moments full-on matches and spots from wwf from wcw mostly ecw once they eventually saw uh, some ecw matches and these and these two brothers would not hold back they would perform weapon spots they would perform (laughs) chair shots table spots sign shots there was one specific moment that jay and mark reminisced about uh, during a little mini documentary on the ring of honor youtube channel talking about their wrestling ring and jay performing a spot drop kicked mark straight in his nose and broke it Oh, to which their dad, seeing the fracas, opened the kitchen window and said, Mark, no, you can, now you break Jay's nose.
1: <laughs> 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 See, there's two parts of this, and I think the part about I love this is that they could just do that because they had a farm. You would never have the space to do that in the UK.
0: Exactly, exactly. Nope. <laughs> For a start, you'd be you'd be combating putting a wrestling ring on, on a mudslide other... in a farm. But you know?
1: on, the, on the on the other hand, though, I'm I'm glad that they I'm glad that their dad was teaching about the historic tradition of uh, giving out receipts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd do it. So during this time as well, as they got a little older, they would perform flaming table spots as well.
1: <laughs> of course
0: and all of this right despite the fact that their dad was a coach for the high school wrestling team and they never once trained for the amateur wrestling team in their high school years
1: they said no we're going a different way (laughs) Jesus.
0: so their first foray into the world of professional wrestling would come from the little-known company East Coast Wrestling Association. They usually kind of ended up operating around the the Delaware East Coast area. Sometimes they would go outside of Delaware. Yeah, every so often. Been around since about 1982. And East Coast Wrestling Association. So they were uh, they were in line to purchase tickets for for their local. E- ECWA show where a promoter approached the pair of them and their mother and asked if their sons had a tape of themselves wrestling to which lo and behold because they've been filming themselves taping moves and you know having matches in their backyard funny enough they did this led to them eventually training and debuting for ECWA in May the 20th 2000 under the name of Jay and Mark Briscoe. <laughs> well, At the age of 18 and 17 respectively. <laughs> um,
2: did, did, did he lie about, did they lie about their age? Nope. Yes.
0: They didn't. No. They didn't oh, lie oh, about no, their age. No,
1: no, no Th- That would no, come a little no. later, Dan. I was thinking of something different. I was yes. of something different. I'm thinking of a different company. <laughs> yes,
0: that would come a little later, but they didn't lie about their age. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I guess the I'm guessing the fight commission in Delaware was a little more lax than certain every other areas or the boxing commission. Oh. I, you know, we ask a
2: lot of questions about ECW, but how did they not get sued into oblivion? Is a big question that I don't think we all ask enough.
0: That I mean, mind you, I mean, when talking about that sort of thing, when we talk about that, there was the whole mass transit incident. But no, we're not talking about New Jack on this episode. <laughs>
1: i think i think the thing about it is is that like i don't know because you said it was ecwa ecwa based
0: in delaware correct
1: so like because the thing is right is the the, to to talk a little bit on like the athletics commission which basically just exists to just tax wrestling in the us (laughs) and
0: boxing and mma
1: yeah but like, basically, as far as I can tell, they only care if they think they can get money out of it.
0: That's for true.
1: <laughs> so, I'm sure the promoter was like, hey, do you want some front row seats? Maybe some free food? And then I'm sure they were like, yes, yeah, right. you're fine. You're above board. <laughs> I don't know. I remember hearing a story that, like, with one athletic commission, I don't know which one, they, they just straight up were like, we can give you $500. And they were like, okay. Mm. I heard that one as well. So just, just <laughs> shortly
0: after this, though, because from tape trading and through the love of watching other bits of extreme wrestling, of course, these two came to know Combat Zone Wrestling and would eventually make their debuts for CZW at Delaware go. Invasion on January the twentieth, two thousand and one. Being in, being brought into job as part of a three-on-one handicap match against Trent Acid.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The Briscoes, when they debuted in CCW, had to wear masks. Correct. And that was because they were too young. They were
0: too young, yeah.
1: (laughs) so uh, there's a funny this is story about this, this is wrestling right. this is wrestling heritage
0: this was this this story actually about that dan was was due to the fact that they were shifting from their usual place in new jersey to the old ecw arena in philadelphia uh this this was i think this was the cage of death the third cage of death event they faced Nick Gage and Nate Hatred in a tag match, but had to wear masks and call themselves the Midnight Outlaws. Yeah. And now this was likely to get around the fact that Jay and Mark were damn too young for the from the Philadelphia or <laughs> Athletic Commission, and were thus at because of the age they were, both under the age of eighteen, they could not legally work in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. How carny do you get for a company owned by Zandig to have
1: that Bro, Just stick a mask on them. It'll be fine. We don't need to listen to child labour laws. (laughs) Fucking Zandig was was like 20 years early to the current trend of the US. Yep. Yep. (laughs) The children yearn for the ring. (laughs) God dang. Um...
0: (laughs) but they would eventually win the CCW Tag Team Championships on a July uh, 2001 um, taping, as they defeated the original hate club. Eventually, they would lose it to Johnny Cashmere and Justice Payne uh, uh, later in the month. Um, And uh, eventually would end up having a few matches here and there. Eventually, when Jay would turn 18, he would ditch the Midnight Outlaws gimmick, finally being able to compete in CZW in Philadelphia Mark on the other hand still at the age of 17 was unable to compete for them <laughs> so Jay would go on to have a little bit of a, have a sort of singles run um, ending up having a match uh, with AJ Styles uh, Mark Briscoe ending up uh, being in the best of the best tournament along with Jay yep. uh, Jay would advance to the semi-finals eventually losing to B-Boy and Mark losing to Sonjay Dutt. Both would then go off to face the backseat boys. Uh, for, for their for last foray. Or chance at the CZW tag titles. But would fail to win those belts. Which leads us. To. Ring of Honor. 2002. And this is the company they are most synonymous with. They would wrestle. In the very first show, the Era of Honour begins. Now, originally, they were booked to have a tag team match. But because of Mark's age, um, he was not allowed to wrestle in Pennsylvania. Of course, due to the Athletic State Commission. But also because of Pennsylvania's child labour law. <laughs> and because uh, because of the timing of that as well. And Mark being as young as he is. That whole thing meant that Mark was not allowed to enter and wrestle. So the match was replaced. Jay Briscoe versus Amazing Red in the opening match for the very first Ring of Honor show. It was... And if you've gone back and seen this, it's actually a bloody good match as well that these we two have. A
1: really, it's a really good match. The only problem with it is just, like... <laughs> the recording
0: it really is but it's also really weird to see fresh-faced jay and mark briscoe as well oh it is like i don't know if you if you can find a picture dan for reardon but to see fresh-faced jay and mark is is a sight to behold yeah no it really does so because these guys like ridden, you you know you've seen the Briscoes, right? They you know fully tattooed up, ginormous beards. Look, uh, you yeah. do not want to mess with those guys if you saw them in a in a, in a in a Delaware bar, <laughs> you know. But it's... to see them both bald, both clean shaven, very minimal tattoos, it's a very weird sight. <laughs> it's a very weird sight to what you what everyone is used to with the Briscoe brothers. Just... I'm trying to see if I can find a certain image of Jay and Mark... at that time. That's the... I could... This is the closest one I can... I can find of them at that time.
2: Alright, what have we got? What have we got? It just um, feels wrong. Very
0: odd. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? it? It's genuinely crazy to see them, like... Especially with the gear, because because they, they at the time, were wearing... Uh, they wore singlets. As well, you'd yeah. expect them to, like, the baggy shorts. Sometimes they would wear boxing shorts at the time. But that would Hell come yeah, a little later. Look at that. It's also weird to see Mark look slightly sane. <laughs> if you know what I mean?
2: Although he although they both look like they are slowly turning into private private Goomer pile from Full Metal Jacket.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They just they just have this energy about the two of them. I know it is. It's that it's it's that Delaware farmer energy,
0: isn't it?
1: (laughs) It really is.
0: farm boy strength oh christ i feel feel like jay briscoe had farm boy well actually no both of them had farm boy strength coming out the wazoo (laughs) eventually though jay would go on to wrestle the next four shows he would end up facing spanky tony mamaluke james maritato and doug williams losing to all of them but tony mamaluke and eventually, come their first show in Boston, Massachusetts. Mark was age appropriate; was allowed to perform. But really cool match in the pre in the penultimate match in the main event, Jay versus Mark in a re- again a really freaking good match where Mark was able to pick up the W. And they would eventually end up briefly feuding against one another after this, uh, which during which time Jay would score a. Uh, a W, a pinfall victory over the then ROH champion Xavier. Who remembers Xavier as ROH champion? I
1: remember Xavier. I had a conversation not too long ago um, with a friend of mine and I was like (laughs) well, initially it was like where is he? And I I remember he's no longer I believe he's no longer with us.
0: I I believe that is true. I believe that is true. (coughs) Um, He, Xavier, ended up passing away yeah, ended up passing away a few years ago, at the age of forty-two. oh
1: boy. I will be here and say, by no means a bad wrestler, just not the fit for Ring ROH. of Honor. Yeah,
0: he was definitely a WWE guy through and through. Like you could definitely tell that he was, he had everything that you needed to be a WWE sort of. Person. I think
1: if T- I th- I think if an early TNA had gotten gotten in, exactly, exactly. He it was either there,
0: Xavier but... or Sonny. Don't look at my ass, Siaki.
1: They look great.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, their feud would conclude. The brothers' feud against one another would conclude at the very first anniversary show, where Jay would end up defeating Mark in a match taking place at the Manhattan Center, the old stomping ground for WWE Monday Night Raw during the mid 90s. That match, I was going to say, that arena, when it's the way that Raw shot it. Was a very kind of like, it was very low light, low lit, shot off the top of the balcony, and the hard cam was also in the same position. Whenever, like, say, ECW and ROH would film at the Manhattan Center, it was very brightly lit. Like, the whole place was brightly lit and mostly the hard cam was shot at an angle from the entrance way as well so it's in terms of how it looks it's always been a very different atmosphere when ecw and rrh are there because it's more it's a very rabid crowd as well but the camera makes it look so different to how roy would used to shoot at the manhattan center yeah but the matches that i've described about the briscoe brothers as well as jay's first match All three on the RRH YouTube channel. And it's well worth looking them up. Really good matches. So, come 2003, both had reunited. And and both, as the Briscoes, would end up beginning their foray into the tag division starting off with a feud against the amazing red and aj styles then holders of the roh tag team championships it's crazy that styles and red were ta- were like tag champs as well as like partners and like rivals in tna as well like those two those two changed wrestling forever in the turn of the century <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I'd be here and say that basically everyone involved in that match has influenced wrestling to some degree. <laughs> mm,
0: exactly. Obviously, like,
1: AJ, is, AJ and Amazing Ooh. Red are, like, evergreen, but like we can talk about the Briscoes with that.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh, you can. You absolutely can. Um, They would end up having a trilogy of matches at Night of Champions, The Epic Encounter, and Death Before Dishonor, all in losing efforts, by which in the final match, the stipulation was their last match, for the titles and they were never to challenge for them again as so as long as Starves and red held on to the titles before that match was to happen though a poll was held on the roh website asking fans if they wanted to see a third match between the two teams over 85 percent of respondents voted yes <laughs> So it's crazy. So I think it was safe to say that uh, the demand was high for that trilogy of matches between those two teams.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Come beating the odds 2003, though, they returned from a brief absence to score a pair of wins, which were depicted in the storyline as kind of being impossible for them. So Mark would eventually take a, a, a would get a pinfall victory over veteran B.J. Whitmer, and Jay would win a four-corner survival match with then champion Samoa Joe, NWA World Heavyweight Champion A.J. Styles, and Chris Sabin. Jay pinned Sabin to earn a future title shot at Joe. Come ROH's Maryland debut at Traditions continues in a huge stiff war of kicks, chokeholds, and brainbusters, Joe would eventually retain the title over Jay.
1: What can I tell you other than Samoa Joe from this time hits diff?
0: Oh, uh... Samoa Joe was <laughs> just the absolute zenith of professional wrestling at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, the brothers would then take part in a gauntlet match at Glory by Honor 2 which was held to fill the Tag Team Championship void left vacant by Amazing Red suffering a horrific and serious knee injury. Mm. Oh, They would end up defeating and eliminating the Special K team. <laughs> do you remember Special K, Dan? <laughs> I do remember Special K. Of Hydro and Angel Dust, as well as <clears throat> the Ring Crew Express, before narrowly, narrowly being eliminated by the other Special K team in the match, Izzy and Dixie. due to outside interference by angel dust yeah so izzy and dixie became the tag team champions the brothers then were granted a shot at it and at main event spectacles they would go for the titles now the reason given in storyline is that why they were given the shot since they uh they just only lost the match because of course of interference from special k and so were thus given the opportunity to end up going for this tag title match as kind of a consolation. So the opening segment of that event, they would be aligned with one James E. Cornette. Because in storyline, Cornette wanted to create brand new champions. Yeah. Yeah, this Jim, is- I was gonna say Jim Cornette and the Briscoes. Seems a bit weird, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> I mean like it's I not- can it- be I can be here and say that like this is fortunately one of the better things he has contributed to in his time
0: it's crazy to think that cornet was also a manager for samoa joe at this point because because yeah. during this event they would end up attacking joe since cornet abandoned joe and to, to align himself with the briscoes but the partnership proved uh, fruitful because the briscoes would go on to defeat izzy and dixie to become to, to capture their first ring of honor tag team championships the first
1: of many
0: so so many <laughs> so joe would eventually try to f- try to thwart the briscoes not only from the jim cornett's betrayal but there's also a way to get the tag team ch- championships off them in three different occasions in losing efforts with different partners during the time so during this time joe would team with aj styles Brian Danielson and Jerry Lynn respectively, all in losing efforts for the tag titles. And in a weird twist of events, it was Joe that always took the pinfalls.
1: Yeah, uh, again, not sure on that, but...
0: (laughs) But this would lead to Mark and Jay getting those pinfalls to end up having title shots for the Ring of Honor championships. Both were unsuccessful, though. Mark unsuccessful at Final Battle 2003... And Jay at the At Our Best event in a hugely bloody and memorable Steel Cage match. Great match, by the way. Bloody as all heck, but a great match. Eventually, though, this first tag team title run would be ended by the uh would, would be ended as they would drop the titles to the second City Saints, the team of CM Punk and Colt Cabana, when they were both best friends. <laughs>
1: Can you tell this was a long time ago?
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Do you, remember, do you remember a time when they were both so such good friends? Like nothing they're both thick as thieves and nothing would get in their way. <sighs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so this would set up a uh, a sort of weird round robin match at the uh, at the next show, funnily enough, called Round Robin Challenge. <laughs> at this time jay and mark would turn heel as well so they were being they were the big heel team of this round robin the title though would switch three times in this round robin challenge the second city saints the briscoe brothers and the prophecy would end up switching the titles during this one night event though the briscoes would end up defeating the prophecy in the fourth and final match to win the titles for a second time only to then lose it to Punk and Cabana straight after. (laughs) Ah, you you try. You try so hard and you only get so far, but in the end it doesn't even matter.
2: (laughs) You had to do it, didn't you? You just couldn't help yourself, could you?
0: (laughs) This brings us to the very first Ring of Honour Survival of the Fittest tournament to which both brothers would participate in. So, here's how it goes. Mark would eventually start, would go over Alex Shelley in the qualifying match. Jay, though, would fail in his attempt in the qualifier, losing to Homicide. Unfortunately, though, Mark wouldn't get very far losing losing at the elimination finals match. Who was the winner of the survival of the very first survival of the fittest tournament? Well... As a little guy known as Brian Danielson would win that championship, uh, would win the first survival of the fittest match. Actually, here's how he's, it, it, crazy this one is, right? So, in this tournament, the very first we have the Briscoes, Alex Shelley, Colt Cabana, Trent Acid, Roderick Strong, Austin Aries, John Walters, and Josh Daniels Homicide. Jack Evans and Matt Stryker that is like a who's who of wrestling in the year 2004
2: Yeah, Matt Stryker, now that's a name I haven't heard in a
0: while <laughs> crazy it's genuinely crazy dang so this brings us to death before dishonor part 2 or the second one they would go on to have a two out of three full tag team match once again with the Second City Saints, who they had been having a huge rivalry with in 2004 in a losing effort. And that would be the last they would ever see of one another. And in the next night, coming off of that defeat, they would end up eventually, both members would end up having singles matches against the tag team of the, or the sorry, <clears throat> Not the tag team, the stable of the Rottweilers. Uh that's uh, this was uh, a team that consisted of Homicide, Rocky Romero, Ricky Reyes, and uh Grim Reefer and Loki. Um okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you remember those ones, yeah. Dad. So between <clears> that, it was uh well, it was likely that a feud would eventually happen between the Briscoes and the Rottweilers. Unfortunately, though, after that the Briscoes would go on to an extensive hiatus uh, from the from the industry as a whole. Um, b- shortly before the Scramble Cage Melee, Mark was seriously injured in a motorcycle an- accident, and because of the injury being so serious, and Jay not wanting to pursue a singles career, wanting to actually be pursue more of a tag team career with Mark, which is you know, so so up. real, so real. They stopped taking bookings from any sort of company and decided to kind of just recoup, go back to the chicken farm, let Mark recover from his injury. And eventually, when they're both good and ready to come back, they come back. came back to wrestling. They would eventually make their return mid-2005 for Pro Wrestling Unplugged and eventually later in the year for Ring of Honor at the fourth anniversary show in February of 2006 in their first big Uh, Big match and return to Ring of Honor And after that from 2005 They would go on to wrestle for Ring of Honor All the way to 2023
1: Which is crazy Wow What the hell What what a company stint That is
0: a hell of a company stint Uh, Eventually of course they would have bits and pieces here and there they would of course wrestle for pro wrestling gorilla in california here there and everywhere having matches with yeah. chris here with the kings of wrestling matches with cape fear with el generico and kevin steen um human Tornado, Scott lost um akira tozawa and uh, yamato the young bucks uh generico and paul london so they would go on to have very well, not. Oh yeah, as well as of course my favourite tag team, Nightmare Violence Connection, the team of Akira Tozala yeah. and Kevin Steen. <laughs>
2: the Nightmare Violence Connection. What a yes, what I
0: love an that name. edgy name. That's <laughs> such a mid 2000s. Hi, welcome name. to
1: Pro Wrestling Gorilla in two thousand, like five six. And so I'm gonna. It bring- was it was all edgy. Sorry, just to say this. Uh, you know, at that time that um. <laughs> I feel so bad saying this uh, around that time um Kevin Steen aka Kevin Owens would come for the ring to drowning pool. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it wasn't bodies, it was it was te- I think it was terraway. I think it was terraway, um, yeah. But I I just find it endlessly hilarious (laughs) Indie wrestling at that point was edgy anyway I love it, I love it so much (laughs) So,
0: one of their most First notable tag matches Returning uh, to Ring of Honor Was against the team of Tony Mamaluke and Sal Renaro And Jason Blade and Kid Makaze If memory serves me correct Isn't Kid Makaze married to Sasha Banks?
1: maybe i can't I remember i don't know for enough life... to confirm of... i can't right, remember I'm gonna for the life to... of I'm gonna have. To... i'm gonna have to figure this out now i can't remember uh, um for right. some reason
0: something tells me that that is the case but i can't remember i think kid mikaze is married to sasha banks in which case good on you man
1: <laughs>
0: i was gonna say we're get. are we get? are we getting confirmation we're just waiting before I carries sur- on. I'm
1: searching it up. I'm searching it up. <laughs> uh, I-, I can confirm that... Uh, <laughs> uh, ...formerly known as Kid Mikaze, uh Sarah Ton is married to Sasha Banks. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> they got married in 2016.
0: <laughs> Good on you, man. Good on you. So during this time when they had returned of course ring of honor would have a working relationship with pro wrestling noah this leads us to a time where they would feud with kenta and two of his partners davy richards and naomichi marafuji now we'll talk more about them than the one kenta and marafuji i'll say this yeah <laughs> uh, that would be at glory by honor 5 as well and they would eventually go on at that time to try uh, their hand at winning the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships against Naruki Doi and Shingo Tagaki.
1: Hell yeah. I, again, Naruki Doi is one of those people have just been everywhere.
0: Yeah, he really has. <laughs> Eventually, they would. Uh, the briscoes would face Doyen tagagi actually at the for the for the roh tag team championships yeah, at, the, at the i think at a show in liverpool funnily
1: enough probably <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing ring of honor would do
0: yeah, exactly exactly so it's so it's I um, I I will quickly go over a little bit more about this. But I won't go too far into this little return because I want to get to kind of like the, the the World Heavyweight Championship stuff with Jay. So of course at this time they would have matches against Kevin Steen and El Generico. They would have match we, they would have great matches with them as a matter of fact. <laughs> um and tag team championship wins, tag team defenses, a great tag team uh, title defense against Steen and Generico at uh, Driven. After which Steam was repeatedly attacked by both brothers with a ladder, <laughs> as yes. one does. This would lead to their uh, steel cage match at Cage Raged, and eventually Ring of Honor's first ever ladder match at the Man Up pay per view. Of course, they would go on to face the Age of the Fall, the team of Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black. Oh my God. And that final battle 2007 would lose the titles to Jim Jacobs and Black. <laughs>
1: Shout out Jimmy Jacobs.
0: <laughs> eventually they would go on to face as well the Kings of Wrestling. In a great in a great series of matches. They would go on to face uh, the team of Richmonds and Rocky Romero, <laughs> eventually winning those titles back. Go on to face the American Wolves. Yep. Again, they lost the championships to the Kings of Wrestling at the Big Bang in 2010. I think this also was the one that yeah. coincided with the Kings of Wrestling's longest reign as Ring of Honor tag champions.
1: I think so. Uh,
0: this, though, would end their feud. They had to end up a years-long feud, which culminated at Final Battle 2010, where the Kings of Wrestling faced off with their manager Shane Hagedorn Against the Briscoes and Mike Papa Briscoe. What? what? Yes. What? Yes. What? Their They're dad mad. got in the ring for a wrestling match.
2: I will say, Mike Papa Briscoe is a pretty boss-ass name.
0: Which, by the way, Papa Briscoe, when he would turn up in promos, were sphinxes of fucking
1: beauty sometimes. <laughs> He re- he really has that energy of I have no idea what my kids are doing, but I want to support them.
0: Uh, it's that one where they recently had won the t- tag championships for a ninth time against Sho and Yo, and he just as they're watching the tape, Papa Briscoe comes into shot and he goes, are "You better, pr- are you proud of yourself, boys? None time champs!" He looks at the screen and goes, "You just kicked that little boy in his nuts." <laughs> <laughs> to which Jay, in the best brotherly way, just points to Mark and goes, "He did that."
1: <laughs> oh my! Look, oh, there God. are there are some things which are sacred among brothers, and getting getting credit on the nutshot is one of them. Exactly, exactly. So
0: it was during this time, two thousand and nine and two thousand and ten, that they would end up actually having a tryout for WWE on the proviso and actually recommendation of William Regal.
1: Yeah, but William Regal was just doing... Brother was just side-questing. Exactly. (laughs) That 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 man has just been walking the earth, setting up indie stuff.
0: For the longest time.
1: I'm I'm fully convinced that just like... uh, That's because... I'm trying to think of it. Wasn't it that Regal had a match against Danielson in, like, 2001? Yes. In um, some, like, like next promotion that was run by Jerry Lawler. I believe it was USWA, if memory serves me correct. Yeah, something like that. And then this guy, just seemingly forever, just kept walking around the US (laughs) Indies and being like, do you want to try out?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they were they were invited for a tryout match at the smackdown and ecw tapings in 2009 in november at november eventually were invited to for a tryout at florida championship wrestling as well all intents and purposes it seemed like everyone was quite impressed SC and very w. pleased by the briscoe's performance regal was very pleased the trainers were pleased but as is revealed now in a very infamous uh, promo package uh for a ring of honor event on and it's still on youtube as well they were turned down by wwe because in john Laurinaitis's words they were not cosmetically pleasing enough to suit wwe's programming
1: what do you expect from two people that have grown up on a farm in delaware
0: <laughs> that chew tobacco in between matches <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> like, Jake... I, don't, I don't, know, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say to John Laurinaitis about that fact. <laughs> also, I think given some of John Laurinaitis's hires um, over ta- over his time in WWE, um, I don't think body image should have been his concern. Exactly, exactly,
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. So this brings me to a nice little offshoot point. What makes the Briscoes probably one of the most famous tag teams of our generation? Their promo style. Their promos are unlike... I feel personally are unlike any other tag team before or since.
1: I mean, basically, the way I always see it is... They just say what's in their head.
0: (laughs) Because most of the promos, if you've seen them on the internet all take place at sandy fork delaware at sussex county chicken
1: farm <laughs> but like the, the thing about it though is the the way they do promos is just like it, it's just it's just real <laughs> because it's just because it's just them it's just them talking and talking like how they would talk yes <laughs> yes yeah, <of> the, because <laughs> they just they don't ju- they just they just sound like you know Someone who is who is emotionally invested in what they are talking about. It's just that they happen to be from rural America. Yes, yes, I love it. I think it's great. I
0: think it, I think it's one of the. It's it's. I think this is what really showed Mark as well to be the the crazy redneck kung fu specialist that he is. Because there's yeah. the famous one that they had. I think they were facing. It, the two famous ones, as a matter of fact, I think is when they both were facing Kylo Riley and Bobby Fish. The one yeah. where Mark goes out of frame as Jay's talking about, you know, uh, I don't wear no mouthpiece. Terry Funk wore yeah. no mouthpiece. <laughs> Shit, and Terry Funk walks into a bar to which then Mark Briscoe sets off his shotgun and shoots it just in the background <laughs> to which Jay jumps out of his skin and just goes, damn, son! <laughs> oh my About bad what I thought I mean you was finished <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's just the stuff It's just the stuff like ter- Terry fucking wear no mouthpiece <laughs> Oh
0: And the second one that makes me laugh is this, uh, the second uh, promo I think they did on Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, is where they're in God's gym, and they're just, you know, throwing stumps in the air, doing uh, chin-ups on a tree, and Jay Briscoe, with no irony in his voice, picking up two white buckets and saying have you ever seen a man do bicep curls with a five-gallon bucket worth of chicken shit? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's that red. Ne- that's again, again, it's probably it, it's that farm boy strike, isn't it?
1: <laughs> As I said farm I mean, like, there's obviously there's obviously all of that, and I will I will say this because it sounds it sounds so dumb because of what I'm about to say. Um, they do do serious prom is really good though.
0: No, um, that's that's it. They do, they do do serious as, promos as, about as, it. Much,
1: as much as they do like the, the the we don't dance it simple maths. Yeah, um, the 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 Jay Briscoe one on EC three <laughs> before the nineteenth anniversary show. Oh yeah, the ba- the whole <laughs> you, don't des- you, you don't deserve you don't deserve my shit. damn hand.
0: Yeah,
1: right, that, dude, that's fucking awesome. The but fight I on also the farm one as well. It, and knowledge who it comes from.
0: Yes, yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and of <the> fact <laughs> it's on fucking EC3 and fucking Ring of Honor.
0: <laughs> so, this brings me to the... Well, Jay's success as Ring of Honor champion. Which is something I don't think a lot of people were very much expecting, especially at the time. Because for the longest time, especially in to, come 2013, a lot of people were kind of very used to seeing Jay and Mark become the established, you know, workhorse tag team that they were. No one, I don't think, ever expected Jay to go off to not only challenge for the Ring of Honor World Championship once more, but to actually win it. And win it against Kevin Steen in the run of his life in that company. But lo and behold, at the Hammerstein Ballroom, At Supercard of Honor in 2013, Jay Briscoe defeated Kevin Steen to clinch and secure his very first Ring of Honor World Championship. And thus, if you ask me, began one of the best rivalries in Ring of Honor with Jay Briscoe and Adam
1: Cole. I mean, what can I say? Adam Cole just, he, he gets it.
0: Adam, I, I will not hear any slander towards Adam Cole and his physical appearance, because... Yeah, but that's makes... just because
1: people are dumb. Yeah, if people <laughs> want to compare, again, again, you're not cosmetically pleasing.
0: Because then again, would you say the exact same thing about Mitsuharu Masawa and Toshiaki Kobada in their prime?
1: Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. That's why I always say to people, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Adam Cole, as I said...
0: I've said to a lot of people, Adam Cole's just one of those wrestlers you can't help but get behind. Is he the best ever? No. But he's so he passionate. Just gets it. He gets it. He's so passionate about the things he loves and does that you can't help but root for the guy. Whether he is a babyface or a heel. So Adam Cole at this time, like 2013 Adam Cole is just... Nah, he is like the guy you fucking love to hate like he was producing a lot like nuclear hate the levels of dare i say the levels of mjf
1: potentially
0: wow.
2: that's that's a lot of hate that's a lot of hate my god
0: he re- and he like he was so hated because of course at this time uh adam cole was part of the kingdom faction which was run by matt hardy funnily enough <laughs> isn't it crazy to think that the kingdom was run by matt hardy <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that was a whole thing. That was a whole thing. <laughs> so, his first, I was going to say, his, Jay's first defense, of course, was against Adam Cole. Uh, But it wouldn't be the last time that these two would, ev- would would meet for the title. As eventually, after a few championship title defenses, one against Matt Hardy, another against his own brother. Um, Eventually, though, it was reported during this time that Jay and Mark's contracts with Ring of Honor had expired, and they weren't to renew it. But, uh, on the July uh, episode of Ring of Honor, Jay was stripped of the championship. But, Jay and Mark were still in and around, so it was kind of like a worked kind of like a a blending of reality storyline, where they weren't so sure of re-signing, but eventually did, but they thought they'd play into that by having this thing Uh, by having kind of them leaving and then coming back subsequently happen at this time adam cole would win the vacated ring of honor world heavyweight championship to which the real world champion (laughs) would enter and return and jay briscoe would come back brandishing his own designed ring of honor world championship now i will preface this by saying this it was at this time (laughs) <laughs> that jay and mark uh were very um their branding of their of their tag team of their gear and stuff was very um was very was very questionable um needless uh, to I'll say I'll they were here,
1: i'll be here and say um i've spoken about this belt on this podcast exactly
0: before. <laughs> um so so um, it no, is, uh... it's very notable that jay and mark actually had a lot of confederacy regalia on them so the confederate flag was kind of like they would sometimes have it on their gear their entrance gear and on this yeah. title mark were mark had the confederate flag on the the center plate um it's a whole thing it's a whole thing and i'll say it now as we're here saying this over the years mark and jay have been um I've had a lot of controversy, and have said a lot. Jay especially has said a lot of things which have been very offensive, um, especially to the LGBT community as well. On top of the whole of the the, the Confederate the Confederate flag thing. Yeah. But what I will say to that is that Jay and Mark have were, were actually very. I I would I I respect them for learning the error of their ways, not not only realizing that they made a huge mistake, but actually learning from it and bettering themselves. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: to a lot of people that said, you know, that were very against Jay um, after his passing and bringing that stuff up, a lot of people tend to forget that Jay and Mark afterwards were incredibly apologetic, stopped me- using that kind of language. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, stopped using the correct Confederate flag Long yeah. before that, as well, because of well, because of the the, connotations yeah, it wasn't long of after,
1: the, the uh after they were done with the title,
0: yeah, exactly, and they would end up going to a lot of LGBT events. They ended up uh going to a lot of events, that ha- a lot of drag shows as well. So nice. so it's safe. Like Jay, Jay knows what he did, owned up to it, apologized, learned from it, and here's the thing I say remember the environment they grew up in that where they were in 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 the in the lay of the land in america yeah. and you realize that that sort of thought process isn't isn't like is is quite common so to not only not only like it it's 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 it, it's quite awesome to and i said respect them to not only get out of that mindset but to learn like learn from their mistakes but you know change as well that takes a lot of that takes that that takes a lot and i'm my hat off to both jay and mark for that honestly so yeah like jay and mark they knew that they made a mistake guys we can move on they actually bettered themselves from learning from it and appreciating everyone as well cuz i don't think they would have gone to drag shows or wrestling shows with drag with like drag queens if they hadn't learned their lesson you know
2: maybe they wanted to get the cheat the that
1: cheap heat against RuPaul, you never know. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who have heat with RuPaul. <laughs> oh, there is so much
2: heat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The, the drag the drag scene and the wrestling scene isn't is a circle when it comes to just have...
1: sheer <laughs> I have fucking said this before. <laughs> it is astounding.
0: <laughs> so. Jay would go on to eventually lose uh, at final battle in a in a great freeway match. Um, I won't say who the third person involved in that freeway was for the Ring of Honor Championship. Eventually, though, Jay would defeat Adam Cole to retain his Ring of Honor World Championship. Eventually, though, those two world titles were unified in a ladder match where Cole was victorious following outside interference from the kingdom. Eventually, though, Jay would go on to have another run with the uh, with the World Championship uh, down the line. But before we get to that, we get to back to Jay and Mark as a tag team at the Field of Honor show. They would compete in a tag team gauntlet match, unsuccessful in winning the tag championships, though. But in considering the team, they uh, like the teams they had to face. They had uh, the Addiction, Daniels and Frankie mm-hmm. Kazarian, War Machine. The All Night Express, the team of Rett Titus and Kenny King. Chaos, Ghetto and Toriano.
1: Oh, fucking ghetto. <laughs> and
0: Cheeseburger and Will Ferrara.
1: <laughs> I'm-, <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Cheeseburger? Ge- yeah, world kn- famous cheeseburger, what
0: bro. You, come on, world famous cheeseburger. Reardon. I was going to say, <laughs> you know exactly. I was going to say, once Reardon, uh, once Dan sends you a picture, you'll know exactly who Cheeseburger is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, let me find a picture what, what, of World Famous CD. What are you talking about now? What is this? I want I I really do wanna know. I'm very confused. What do we got? Cause the only world famous cheeseburger
1: I know is a Big Mac. That's it. <laughs> this just. this just in uh ridden not a whopper guy. Oh, really? like,
2: I, I, Oh, listen, if we like if we're going off track there. No, I'm 100% on oh, Burger King's side. 100%. Okay then. All right. Thank you. they do
0: fries far better than than they McDonald's.
2: Really <laughs> they really do. They really do. Anywho, just but like, but if you're thinking in terms of burgers, Big Mac is is is, is objectively more famous than the Whopper. Sorry <laughs> to say that. It makes me upset, but it is the truth.
1: All right, what do you got? What do you uh, got there? I'm I'm, get, I'm getting it now.
0: So I'll t- I'll let you go through that uh Dan, but I will say as well, eventually at this time, the 6-man tag championships would end up being formed. And at Final Battle uh 2016, the Briscoes would challenge the Young Bucks uh for those titles, were unsuccessful. Eventually Briscoes would end up finding an ally in Bully Ray.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. Willie Ray got to come into this. I
0: know. Eventually, though, those three would end up winning the trios championships against the Kingdom. Eventually, though, they would go on to lose those titles to Dalton Castle and the boys. So you know, Hell all yeah. swings okay, and roundabouts. It all events. worked, out. It it all all worked out, out in the end. <laughs> so I won't go too much now into this because it all kind of really blurs into the modern history of this of them. They would eventually end up winning the tag team titles on multiple occasions. They would end up eventually winning it in 2018 against the Motor City Machine Guns at the 16th anniversary show. Great match if you've not seen it. They would eventually lose them one year later to I'm not going to repeat that team because it involves a piece of shit. (laughs) Oh yes
1: Welcome to wrestling
0: Indeed. They would end up of course uh, winning the titles once more against that team. Eventually defeating the Gorillas of Destiny for the Tag Team Title Championships for the 11th time and they would go to retain the titles against Bandido and Mark Haskins eventually losing the titles to the foundation the team of Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal at Final Battle 2019 yes i was i was right i just shouldn't have hesitated sam <laughs> so it was also during this little time during the span of time between 2016 and 2019 that they would make their debut for New Japan Pro Wrestling
1: at Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> <laughs> The the boys from Delaware (laughs) Wrestle Kingdom As subsidiary
0: members of Chaos Teaming with Toru Yano To defeat Bullet Club To become the very first Never open weight Six man tag team champions
1: I'm sorry but that's the most New Japan undercard booking I've ever heard in my life (laughs) I
0: love that we're in a world (laughs) where the Briscoes Teamed with
1: Toru Yano Comedy wrestler extraordinaire the Briscoes and Toru Yano versus Bullet Club for the never open weight six man tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom. Weird. To give you a, to give you sort of a summation of Toru
0: Yano as a wrestler.
1: I think we spoke, no, we've spoken <clears throat> about Toru Yano before, right? Surely.
0: Two minutes, usually two to five minutes into every match Toru Yano ever has, he he tries to sell his DVD to his opponent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so listen, get the bag All day, I mean, day, All this
0: considering, he's actually A competent wrestler as well He's a very well, competent the, the wrestler thing.
1: Um, Side recommendation to all of this um, uh, Toriano versus Colt Cabana Yes Where they try to sell each other Their own DVDs, DVDs
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> So they would go on to eventually Win the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Eventually, yes, winning... They would drop them back to Bullet... Oh, sorry, not to, to Bullet Club, but to the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Unbucks. But they would end up defeating the Gorillas of Destiny at Dominion uh at dominion's uh dominion 2019 to defeat the gorillas of destiny eventually losing them back to them uh in destruction in hiroshima yes i know it's it's that's a terrible name for a, for a new japan for, for a new japan show but it was but well it was originally destruction in tokyo but then they they had to move it to hiroshima yeah i'm not i'm not defending them for the <laughs> for that that's new Japan making that show. We will leave that we will leave that to new Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so of course this leads us to the pandemic era. With every seemingly wrestling company uh falling by the wayside, performing behind closed doors, um layoffs are plenty here there and everywhere. As we've discussed already, Ring of Honor was one of the very few companies that actually stepped up during this time, not only having um all of the protocols in place for the during the pandemic door shut rigorous testing isolation before for performers before entering they kept the whole production crew on and they kept all of the wrestlers on contract as well of course we know what happens to ring of honor after that that kind of came back to that wasn't a great thing for them because eventually he would go out of into administration and eventually be bought out by tony khan and aew maybe in the i was going to say it could have been a lot worse they could have been they could have been liquidation right now and is in the annals of the wwe
1: network you know
0: <laughs> so think i say to people who are a bit worried about ring of honor just say this we could have had it a lot worse for them
1: oh the the ring of honor product at the time could have been infinitely worse but it actually turned out to be really good
0: but during this time i want to bring this up because uh, they would renew their rivalry with one another during this time and end up having so many freaking good <laughs> matches. This, of course, would lead just before the hiatus would happen for Ring of Honor. This led to quite possibly my favorite cinematic match of all time, Fight on the Farm.
1: It gets oh, buggy, <laughs> in oh, a good God. way.
0: Where Jay and Mark would fight at the Sussex County Chicken Farm with their dad as their ref- as the referee, and the rule was was, whoever could knock the other one down and keep them down would be the winner. <laughs> and it gets crazy. All of the spots they would perform as teenagers. Chair shots, flaming tables, jumping off the top of the barn onto the prone onto the prone opponent into a table. Driving in driving with them on the back of a of a truck. All of the spots were performed here and then some. But just to see Haggard, Jay, and Mark basically just wail on one another. Especially that when Mark Briscoe does the disappearing trick as Jay tries to get him out of the flatbed truck. Is he just disappears all of a sudden, and you could just you just see the the, the gears turning in Jay's Jay, Jay's head as he shouts, "Chicken," which, by the way, Chicken is Mark's nickname for some reason. Chicken! Don't worry about it. And then you could just hear the redneck kung fu battle cry of Mark Briscoe as he just jumps on on Jay. Oh by the way, Mark is notorious for his weird guttural noises during wrestling batches. He just you've ever kind heard...
1: of makes noise.
0: Because he just goes, every it's like it's like Mick Foley when he does his
1: punches, but Mark just goes It's like um Um there's a there's there's a guy I um I train with um I won't say where. I won't name names. <laughs> they'll know who. They'll, everyone, everyone that's, that trains there, if they listen to this, will know exactly what I mean. Whenever, whenever we do like grappling or stuff, <laughs> he, <laughs> I, I, I end up copying it because I find it so funny. <laughs> um, whenever, whenever he like reaches in to go for a grapple or to grab on something, he goes, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah." And I find it endlessly hilarious. (laughs) I love that. I genuinely love that.
0: (laughs) So, this brings us to our final part, and one that I really want to dedicate this last bit of time with, because we all paid, we all bore witness to quite possibly, I'd say one of the best tag team rivalries in a very, very long time. Let's talk about the Briscoes versus FTR. Oh, what is to say that already hasn't been said about this rivalry?
1: The revitalization of tag wrestling in the modern era.
0: I feel the rivalry that definitely that definitely helped Ring of Honor get a show back on television. Well Yeah, pretty much. But at least kept Ring of Honor afloat enough to actually have a show now and to have everything there um man what so SuperCard of honor 2021 wrestlemania weekend the un- the the uncertainty of ring of honor is still very much in the air as it just got announced that tony khan had purchased ring of honor now what was he going to do with it was there going to be a tv sh- was there a tv deal at hand was it going to be on hbo max remember the rumor of ring of honor being on hbo max that was a whole thing that was a whole thing um, but what we do know for certain is they are going to put on a pay-per-view event. Super- they're going to put on SuperCard of Honor on WrestleMania week, and a great and like one of the headline matches is the tag champions, the Briscoes, facing off against FTR. Oh, this match is good. <laughs> this match is genuinely amazing. If you've gone back and watched it,
1: so good, so good. No, it's. it's... It's such a good match. And this is the thing I always say about this is what tag wrestling could be. This is what we could have, like, week in, week out Mm. on, like, every single available channel.
0: My apologies. This was actually 2022. I got the dates mixed up. My apologies.
1: Um, But yeah, it's just crazy to me that, that, like, it took us so long to get to here. Mm. And, like, this match is so good because there's just so much to it. There's like all the stuff with FTR being technical, and you know the Briscoes being the Briscoes. Yeah. Um, all the way through, just to like the way that they play off each other, and they kind of like both know their history and stuff. Hmm. But it manifests in very different ways.
0: Yeah. So this is a great, just a straight up amazing. Tag yeah, it's team just a straight up title, title match. match. But this wouldn't be the last time that these two teams would meet in 2022, as that they would next appear in the July's Death Before Dishonour pay-per-view, facing off against FTR in a two-out-of-three falls match for the Tag Team Championships. Ending, of course, with FTR once again defeating the Briscoes 2-1 to after a 43-minute slobber knocker of a match. Oh, yeah. This second oh, match yeah. goes, and it really, really goes. Like there's huge, like there is so many huge spots. Like the double team, like um, the, the the mad rush of both teams wailing on one another. The double team spots with the big rig, or oh, sorry, shadow machine, and, and and the doomsday device. Table spots are plenty. May I add and so much freaking more so after that FTR are on an absolute roll they have the triple A tag team championships the newly acquired IWGP tag titles and still reigning as the ring of honor world tag team championships we thought that's great we're lucky we are never going to get it as good I think with those with those two teams if we never get them again that's absolutely fine but little did we know fellas that we would get an early Christmas present Oh, we we got the Briscoes versus FTR at final battle in a dog collar match. <laughs> this match is so damn bloody, but oh my god, my little gremlin brain loved it so much.
1: <laughs> we we like that. We we like appeasing the gremlin brain. As you do.
0: It's absolutely nuts. I oh man, this match. This match was. I went back and watched it just for this, uh, just for this episode. Oh man, I know it's only like it's it's only been like, Oh, gosh, it's been six months at this point. But I still, this match just still hits hard. It's not as long as the two-out three falls match. It only clocks in at about twenty-two minutes, but does not need to be as long as that. This match does everything in that in those twenty minutes perfectly, and. Um, i appreciate the fact as well there's some things as if of course this is it, it was stopped by referee stoppage the ref was busted open at one point as well
1: because that's what makes it better obviously what? i'm sorry yeah. what, wait, yes! what?
0: the ref was the ref was busted open as well. how <laughs> did that
1: happen everyone goes so,
0: hard so as uh during a like a punching segment where dax was punching uh jay and he was getting the upper hand. Jay pulls the ref in front of him, and Dax punches the ref out. Just and he just gushes blood.
1: Jesus!
0: Because <laughs> everyone loves a ref that blood. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, oh my god! One Jay Driller here, there, and the other. Both like FTR and Dan. Ref stoppage. Briscoes win the tag team championships. <laughs> And in one of the best tag matches of an incredibly long time, um, my favorite match during final battle as well, and one that just... just, The fact that, like, Jericho and Claudio Castagnoli had to go on after that as well...
1: Yeah, it's really unfortunate. (laughs) Really
0: unfortunate. So... That made The Briscoes a 13-time World Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the Jesus. record setting the only team to win that within those titles 13 times. And it was looking like with everything said and done um that Jay and Mark were going to have an incredibly long run with those tag team championships. And it looked like that Tony Khan was actually starting to have Warner Brothers Discovery slightly warm up to the Briscoes, because it was at this time that Warner Brothers Discovery gave them the mandate that the Briscoes were never allowed on AEW television. Which I don't understand myself. Apparently, it was their look and the and the, their bloody the bloody nature of their matches. Yeah, but this is this
1: is this is TV people. They, they don't know what they're talking about.
0: Exactly. But unfortunately, that was not meant to be, and it sucks that it, it, it was. I, I still, I'm still can't believe it was. Uh, it was only five months ago um, that unfortunately Jay would tragically pass away in a car accident, um, and left the entire world in. I think wrestling world in shock about what happened i remember I, I i remember that day vividly um messaging you two straight away just saying oh my god have you heard the news about jay briscoe mm. yeah that was it was rough as heck yeah it was uh it sucks because jay it, jay was too damn young Jay was only 38 and it, it it sucks that his his um that his life was so cut short and on a time as well as a 13-time tag championship champions, ring of honor is is coming back looking stronger than ever looking to get a television deal there they may, they they're starting to warm up Warner Brothers discovery as well for appearances in AEW and it just all got taken away it just sucks cuz I, I i'm still lost for words of like how 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 i feel about because it, it's so upsetting Asp- like um yeah <laughs> sorry if i'm waffling because it just it still just sucks thinking about it
2: yeah no it is it was just a real damn shame for a lot of reasons so i i get why 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 it affected you so much and especially with this episode i can tell why you loved it so much. So
0: Yeah. Like... It's it's a strange thing, like it was so such a subconscious thing for me as a professional wrestling fan. Like I really started getting more into the independence in two thousand and two, two thousand and three. And it was just as the Briscoes were starting out and really getting a much bigger national and international platform with Ring of Honor. And so my as I said, my fandom kind of went along side the briscoes career. And so when that happened it affected me more than I thought it would in a way which is which is again it's 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 one of those things like if you see it from my perspective it's like those guys have been part of my formative years as a wrestling fan. Yeah. And they've been part of so many like they were part of one of the best kind of crop of wrestlers that are now god main eventers in WWE and AEW and so to see one of those one of those names go is just it's upsetting us all heck
1: Um, nah, it is for sure
0: yeah. one thing I will say as well is that of course during that time um, Jay's daughters were also in that accident but both of them are alive both of them are recovered they did have some serious injuries um, but both of them are are doing okay which is which is honestly thank god. thank god thank goodness honestly yeah and of course a couple of weeks after that we would have the Jay Briscoe memorial show which was which was awesome which was awesome and mark briscoe it's so nice to see mark actually in AEW television as Doing well as Ring thing. of Honor
1: um, I and, can only imma- to be his own person. Getting to be his own person is exactly. a really big thing about that. I really can awesome. only imagine Mark, and they're not forcing him to do tag matches. Exactly, is, again, awesome.
0: Um, I can imagine for Mark, this hurts so damn much, but Mark has been able to really, Mark has been able to just carry on and still keep going and doing all of this is true testament to his character. I think. Of how how well he's been able to just carry on, keep doing it, as you said, be his own person. Um, if you've seen the the, the Jay the memorial, uh, that they had, um, like Jay's funeral, and Mark was there with um, just there to kind of like have some words and memorial there for for Jay. He was in. You could tell he was upset, but you could tell that he wasn't like he. He loved his brother so damn much. And he knew that he was like, you know, this is just another part of life. I will see him soon. And everything's all right. And he was... He, I'd say, if go back if anyone sees it. Because it is on YouTube. His memorial to, to his brother is, is quite an emotional watch. But Mark is just... Mark... Got an entire that entire everyone there, in for a period or a part of time, which is supposed to be very kind of like mournful and in remembrance. He got a whole crowd to laugh and reminisce and feel joy and happiness about his brother, which is, which is so fucking cool. And it also makes me laugh as well, as the last thing as that everyone says is that out of the two of them. You would never have known that Mark was actually the one that made all the smart booking decisions and all of the creative choices of the two.
1: (laughs) I think by looking at them in general, you wouldn't get that particular feeling about either one of them making smart decisions, but what, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy to think that out of the two of them, Mark was the smart one. (laughs) But no, all I'll say is this immemorial uh well say well to end this or to conclude this i think mark's gonna have mark is gonna be absolutely fine i would i could see him as ring of honor champion maybe one day hell if they really would go for it maybe international champion in aew i think i think their legacy on the tag team division and wrestling as a whole is set they're going to be remembered as one of the absolute great tag teams. No problem whatsoever.
1: I mean, you can't really argue with 13-time champions, can you? Exactly.
0: (laughs) And doing all of that, whilst not having a major run in the WWE, but to still be recognized by that company as well for the contributions you made to the industry, that says a lot to what you did in the industry.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So yeah, um final thoughts gentlemen, if you have any about this, about uh, about the Briscoes. That
2: is Them a boys lot are pretty good. That is a lot of stuff that they did. Yes, sir E Bob.
0: My you ain't goodness. wrong there, brother. <laughs> it was like wow. So yeah. Uh as I said, this is an anniversary of their debut in the professional wrestling industry. If there's any recommendation I could make, go out and watch the Jay's Ring of Honor debut. The very first Ring of Honor match. It is free on their YouTube channel. I highly recommend it. And so, yeah, that is where we conclude this episode on the Briscoe Brothers. And one that I've kind of been wanting to do for for a little while, even way before everything that had happened at the beginning of the year. And so, yeah. I, I really had quite fun, a lot of fun reminiscing about kind of my teenage years, uh, and going back to peak Ring of Honor. <laughs> a lot of lot of fun. So yeah, that is it for this week. Coming up on the next episode. Oh God, I can't believe we chose this one. We're doing a pay per view review again, uh, everybody. But yeah, what, we are. What are we doing? We're doing the very first WWF in your
1: house pay-per-view. You can blame me for that one. Yep. yep, someone, yep it someone is just your had fault.
0: To, someone just had to find out the very first one took place this on this month.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. And now you will have to suffer with me. Beautiful. Ah,
0: it's the new generation. We are deep into the annals of the new generation of the WWF. So every time we've subsequently explored that part I suddenly feel my life expectancy go down (laughs) so I'm blaming you for this one
1: stress up
0: (laughs) but that is coming up on the next episode until then I have been Sam this has been Reardon and Dan and you have been listening to the Sweet Chin Rug podcast as always we will see you on the next one bye everybody Bye bye